Brethren, the story of a great recovery. Part 1 England and Wales. Chapter 10 Robert Chapman and Barnstaple. In the narrative of events relative to the early days of Barnstaple meeting, one name will always be associated not only with its beginnings, but with the subsequent history of this assembly of Christians, the honored name of Robert Cleaver Chapman. It was a visit in 1831 to this old-time Devonshire town that led to Mr. Chapman, the following year, taking up his abode there. He had not yet reached his thirtieth birthday when an invitation came, desiring him to leave London where ten years previously he had found the Saviour through the preaching of James Harrington Evans to minister the word in Ebenezer Chapel, a place of worship at that time occupied by a community of strict Baptists. Conscious of the Holy Spirit's leading, and with a desire to serve his master in this new sphere, Mr. Chapman consented, naming one condition only, that he should be quite free to teach all he found written in the Scriptures. That Robert Chapman had by this time closely studied and faithfully sought to follow the teaching of God's Word is shown by an incident which occurred early in his Christian experience. Soon after his conversion he was led to see that it was the will of God that believers should be baptized, and he at once called upon Harrington Evans expressing a strong desire to obey the Lord's command. Mr. Evans, happy in the thought that the young convert had been studying his Bible, and no doubt seeking to test his sincerity in the step he was about to take, advised Mr. Chapman to wait a little while and further consider the matter. No, was the ready reply, I will make haste and delay not to keep his commandments. When Mr. Chapman was led of God to take up service for him in the town of Barnstaple and the district around, there was no assembly of Christians known as Brethren. A small company of believers had separated from the Baptists for some unknown reason, led by a Mr. Miller, owner of a lace factory, and a man of considerable wealth, who was largely responsible for the building of the Ebenezer Chapel in Vicarage Street. To this assembly of Christians known as Close Baptists Mr. Chapman found his way, and was welcomed for the spiritual help he was able to give through the ministry of the Word of God. The charm and grace which characterized this saintly man, a charm and grace which we might well strive to emulate up to the closing days of his long life, were unmistakably manifest at the very commencement of his Christian career. It is a remarkable circumstance that the very year in which Robert Chapman went to Barnstaple with one purpose in view, and that to seek to learn and carry out what he found to be the will of God, George Muller and Henry Craig, who had just arrived in Bristol, were pursuing almost similar lines of thought which, as we have already seen, had such far-reaching results. Thus, though acting independently and unknown to one another, these brethren were being led in the path of obedience and in humble subjection to God's will according to the Scriptures. As might well be supposed, this new form of things at Barnstaple, which ran counter to the most exalted ideas of church usage, though unpalatable to a few, had the effect of sending thoughtful Christians to their Bibles. The upshot was that the Christians meeting in Ebenezer Chapel found they could no longer continue to remain in association with the close Baptists, the trust deeds of the chapel also would forbid such action. This led the way to the erection of the hall in Grosvenor Street, a commodious building with seating accommodation for over 400 people. Nor did the Lord forget his faithful followers, for in a remarkably short time all the money necessary for the erection and equipment of the hall came directly in answer to prayer. A letter written by Mr. Chapman sixty years later gives some insight into the early days at Barnstaple, and reveals to the reader the grace and patience which characterized his every action. When I came to this place, he writes, I waited for unity of heart and judgment among the company who called themselves Baptists, and when, by the power of the Scriptures, the greater part of them were minded to throw down their wall, we waited on in patience for fullness of unity and judgment. 
For this I was blamed by men of much grace, who at that time were endeavouring in the south of Devon to bring about a joint testimony of saints to the full truth of God. What we now enjoy here of mutual love and the Spirit's unity would never have been our portion had any other course been taken. It was at Grosvenor Street Hall that Robert Chapman ministered the word with the assistance of others, especially in those early days by Henry Heath and William Hake, the latter being Mr. Chapman's yoke fellow for many years. The able ministry of these gifted brethren drew together a large number of people, several coming in from various denominations in the town and district. Thus many conversions took place and believers were added from the established church, with the result that a membership of about 400 continued for some years. The meeting for ministry and gospel testimony was held each Lord's Day morning, when the building was usually filled to its utmost capacity. In the afternoon, Sunday school and Bible class work was carried on, and in the evening believers gathered to remember the Lord in the breaking of bread, the meeting lasting from 6.30 to 8 o'clock. On those memorable occasions, Whiteseat S.E. Pierce, the intimate friend and companion of Mr. Chapman in his later years, the hall was generally crowded, and the power and presence of God deeply felt. From many parts of the world servants of the Lord were drawn in a peculiar way to Barnstaple and the humble abode of Robert Chapman at No. 9 New Buildings, where there was ever a loving welcome. An entry in the diary of A. E. N. Groves, under date October 4, 1852, refers to a visit to Barnstaple, which proved to be his last, for this saintly man, who had just returned from his life's work in the foreign field broken in health, died a few months later. He writes, there was a meeting at Bear Street, and I accompanied her, Miss Paget, an old and devoted friend, though tired and shaken with my journey from Ilfracombe. I slept at dear Robert Chapman's, and they were almost affectionately kind. This morning we had a nice meeting, 7th October, I went out to breakfast with the Soltows, and there I met with Tia Hall, full of affection and kindness, and we had a most happy morning. I do trust the Lord was with us to desire a fuller measure of Christian communion and a temper to bear with one another in our individuality of judgment. We had a most happy prayer meeting before we parted. The work in Barnstaple Town continues, but owing to various causes, principally deaths and removals, the assembly membership has decreased in recent years. There has, however, emanated from this meeting, mainly through the ministry and gospel testimony of Robert Chapman and Robert Gribble, a large number of gatherings of the Lord's children in the villages of North Devon. Many interesting accounts associated with those days have been left on record, of which the following is an instance worthy of recounting here. It is the story of how the assembly at the village of Chittlehamholt, 18 miles distant from Barnstaple, came into being. Mrs. Crawford, a Barnstaple woman, whilst listening to Mr. Chapman's preaching in the old Ebenezer Chapel, was convicted of sin and led to the Saviour. The husband of this woman was greatly opposed to the gospel and threatened that should she go back to these services he would come and fetch her out of the chapel. He came, but could go no farther than the entrance, where he remained and listened while Mr. Chapman was preaching. Arrested by what he heard, the man went home deeply concerned about his soul. On the return of his wife from the meeting he demanded to know what she had been saying to Mr. Chapman about him. About you, was the surprised reply, why, I said nothing, of course. But you must have, the husband insisted, for I listened outside and Mr. Chapman was talking about me all the time. This ended in the man's conversion to God. Soon afterwards, on hearing of Mr. Chapman's desire to walk the 18 miles to the village of Chittlehamholt to preach in the open air, the new convert begged to accompany the preacher, so that Mr. Chapman might not be molested by those whom Crawford knew were bitterly opposed to the gospel.
Being well known through his constant visits on business in his unconverted days, Crawford proved a living witness to the power of the gospel in changing his life. The outcome of this visit, with others that followed, was the conversion of a number of those men who were eventually baptized by Mr. Chapman in the River Taw. Not long afterwards a hall was built and an assembly formed which continues to this day.